Biggest win of the season for the New Orleans Pelicans is they come back from 23 points down against the Los Angeles Lakers, regain the ninth seed, and get the tiebreaker over Los Angeles. Let's break down the Pelicans' biggest win in a long time in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here for y'all on this Monday. Woo! Like, I don't, I, yeah, that was that was quite a night we had here in New Orleans. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. No paywall, anything like that. Biggest Pelican season in a long time. Biggest Pelicans win in an even longer time. And we're covering it here. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and again and on YouTube as well. Well, in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wow. Just wow. Right? What a win in the Smoothie King Center on Sunday night. Beating the Los Angeles Lakers, a comeback win, 116-108, coming back from as many as 23 points down. That first half was rough. For the Pelicans, LeBron James going off, scoring 25 points in that first half alongside six made threes. But the Pelicans were resilient in this one. Get a huge win. This game puts the Pelicans in ninth in the Western Conference. They're hosting, as of right now, a home play-in tournament game against the Lakers. They also get the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So should these teams finish tied record-wise, New Orleans is going to finish ahead of Los Angeles. That is huge as we have eight games left to go and all of the stakes are like as high as they've been in an unbelievably long time. This team showed fight, resiliency. You could use any of those words basically to describe them. Never gave up. There's a very clear culture change that has happened at this point in New Orleans And they did this despite playing poorly in the first half and overcoming a lot of the flaws on this team. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the third segment. Again, you cannot overstate how important of a win this one was for the New Orleans Pelicans. There was so much at stake, and they rose to the occasion. And you should be, as a Pelicans fan, unbelievably happy with this team. This team is easy to root for, right? You have a superstar in Brandon Ingram coming back from injury, playing well, coming up big, particularly in the second half. 26 points on the night for him. At a time when you could see he was clearly still injured a little bit. Seven rebounds, five assists. A tremendous performance. Jonas Valanciunas went out there, 19 points, 12 rebounds. He was dinged up. He was questionable to play in this one. C.J. McCollum hitting a bunch of big shots in the first half and the second half, 18 points. He hurt his ankle against the San Antonio Spurs the night before on the second night of a back-to-back. He puts it all on the line and he goes out there and plays. 
And then, and we'll talk about him in the next segment, a rookie who was a spark, Trey Murphy III, coming up with the biggest plays of his young career so far. For all the struggles and the lack of minutes he has to rise to the occasion, be the hero for New Orleans, the spark for New Orleans when they needed that, tremendous. To play good defense down the stretch after they were atrocious in the first half. And atrocious against the Spurs too, right? The defense was bad in that game. To be able to step up and get stops when needed, massive. Everything about this game, including the sad Pelicans or the sad Lakers fans leaving the Smoothie King Center, and there were a lot of them there, but being drowned out at the end, those Lakers fans, everyone, including you, Pelicans fans, rising to the occasion to help get this victory. Just an unbelievable night in New Orleans, and one that I don't think people are going to forget for a really, really long time, including Joe Myers having a little bit of fun there, right? At the expense of Anthony Davis and the Lakers. As they say, that's all, folks, right? As we saw Anthony Davis in street clothes. LeBron James trying to kind of put his own spin on this. After the game, he rolled his ankle, yeah, and then talked about how it was brutal all night and insane for him to play, even though he didn't miss one single possession with that ankle injury, right? Was it truly that bad? You know, I don't know. But he played 42 minutes in this one, 41 minutes. Couldn't have been that bad. And they still lost. And the Pelicans were the team that won. And they needed to. After that Spurs loss, you had to win this. It put even more pressure on them for this one. And they rose to the occasion. Willie Green had these guys ready to go, particularly in the second half, when they needed to play with a little bit more sense of urgency. He trusted a guy like rookie Trey Murphy to go out there. And Trey Murphy met that challenge, right? You know, as he says, I'm coaching you up. That is the biggest thing, and they've all bought into this. Look at all of those guys after the game, celebrating, dancing. None of them wanted to leave the court. And Pelicans fans who were there in the arena didn't leave right away, and instead cheered this team. This is the type of win that builds momentum, not just this season, but in years coming. This is the type of win that really builds and galvanizes a fan base. And we'll talk about this as we probably hit the offseason a little bit more about the Pels 12 and the fan base that's really come together in a way that never has before. And this is the type of win that that group and you are not going to forget no matter what happens going forward. This was the win against a hated team, a hated team that really makes you proud to be a Pelicans fan and a person who either lives or loves New Orleans. So a great night, a big win. And again, it cannot be overstated how impactful that was. The standings right now, the Pelicans are a half game up over the Los Angeles Lakers. They are a game, they're a full game up over the San Antonio Spurs. The standings are tight. Having that tiebreaker over LA, big. And all of a sudden now, depending on what happens to the Lakers going forward, They've got the Spurs breathing down their necks a little bit. Now, New Orleans lost a tiebreaker to the San Antonio Spurs. That's not great. But again, New Orleans, as long as they keep winning, control their own destiny for the most part. So they're still in a good spot. And maybe it's even better if San Antonio catches the Lakers and gets in over them. Because all of a sudden, then, that Lakers pick, which can convey to New Orleans, if it lands in the top 10, looks even more likely than it is right now. So a great night, a great win for your Pelicans. And then... After the game, I said it was going to happen the next week or two. I actually said it was going to happen after a Laker game. I just didn't, I thought it was the one coming up this week in LA. 
get in a bag, four year guaranteed, uh, two years guaranteed. He's getting paid six point something million dollars. It's a steal for a backup point guard who's been as impactful as him. And he was big in this one. We'll talk about him too coming up here next. But let's jump into Trey Murphy next here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's really that simple. I eat one of these things every single day and I look forward to it because they are that good tasting, right? You've got the coconut uh, brownie chunk, which is my favorite one. The white chocolate raspberry cheesecake is awesome. And then they have the puff bars. And if you haven't tried those, you're missing out because it's one of the best built bars and one of the best tasting ones. It's the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're light, they're fluffy. It tastes like nothing. It has a different texture than anything you've ever had. A lot of protein bars are thick, they're dense. They taste vaguely metallic-y or like a chemical spill, something along those lines. But Built Bars don't. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs, and they taste delicious. So you're going to look forward to eating one of these things, whether you have one in the morning, before or after a workout, or you just need a little quick snack that's good for you, and Built Bars absolutely are. And if you go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, you're going to be blown away. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to anything else, and Built Bars is going to win every time. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's the promo code I use. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcast. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You need the context around games. You can't just catch up on everything, whether it's by just looking at the box score. Locked On Now is going to give you the rundown on everything you need in like 10 minutes. It's awesome. And I'm in there whenever the Pelicans play, and I give you a quick recap. All right, we're talking about the Pelicans just... Again, monumental, whatever hyperbole you want to use is actually appropriate. I don't think it's probably hyperbole. 116-108 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. So how did it happen? How did they come back from 23 points down? It started in the second half. The first half was rough. LeBron James was hot. 25 points, made six threes. You know, the Pelicans were giving up way too many open threes. You had a guy like Russell Westbrook even making threes and shots, and he's really struggled. And it felt like it was going to be one of those nights for New Orleans where just, what are you supposed to do, right? Anytime there was dribble penetration, this happened in the Spurs game too. They drive. It kind of causes the defense to collapse, and then they're scrambling at this point. And then it's just a matter of the opponent finding an open guy by passing the ball around the perimeter. Kick out pass, one or two more passes, there's someone going to be open. You don't have time to close out on them. It's an open and made three, and that happened. But it was also probably unsustainable for the Los Angeles Lakers. This is very much one of those regression to the mean games. The Lakers shot over 60%, including over 60% from three in the first half. They did not finish that way whatsoever and in the second half they were rough three of 16 from deep 18 19 percent 39 percent from the field they scored just 39 points in that second half part of that was the pelicans and their defense part of that was just kind of regression to the mean and they started missing shots that were unsustainable that they were making early on sometimes it just kind of works out that way sometimes this game has a lot of math to it and this was a big part of it. But you also still need to score. And you still need to play and cannot only rely on your opponent missing shots. And this team didn't. And the hero in this one, Trey Murphy the third, 
the rookie. Again, he's had an up and down year, right? You've seen some flashes from him, but he hasn't really put together a hugely complete game. He's been benched at times. He's not played. He was massive, massive. He's the reason they won. The reason they won was Trey Murphy the third in the second half of this game. 21 points all in the second half. He scored 16 by himself in the third quarter. He grabbed four rebounds in the second half. Two offensive, two defensive. And was aggressive on those boards. And he also had a massive dunk. A massive dunk that gave this team some life. And then just by looking at the... I don't even remember who he dunked over. Malik Monk, maybe. He um, dunked over him. And then the refs just teed him up. One of the quickest tees for a dude that didn't even make a face, right? Just kind of like a stone-cold face on him. And that's a technical... It was a BS tech, a wholly BS technical, but that seemed to wake the team up. It seemed to galvanize this team a little bit, brought them together, and they went out at that point to prove a point. And I was watching this game with Sharif Ishank of WDSU up in the party perch. I said, you know, as everyone's complaining about the tech, I kind of looked at him and I go, that might be one of those things that's actually kind of good for this team. Because they weren't going to lose after that. This is a team that wanted this game much more than the Lakers. And instead of shying away from the moment, rose to the moment. And Trey Murphy the third, going out, scoring, seeing his teammates trust him and go, okay, let's get him the ball. As they exploded in the second half, was an awesome sight to behold. He was aggressive on the boards. He was fighting for rebounds, for second chance points. All of that. They needed something like that. That's a spark. You see your teammate competing, battling like that. It makes you want to rise to their level. And all of a sudden, you saw guys really come alive. Valanciunas in the second half, 11 points, 9 rebounds, right? CJ McCollum, after kind of being a little bit off, 11 points in the second half. Brandon Ingram, 16 points on 5 of 8 shooting in the second half. And then they started getting stops particularly with Herb Jones and Najee Marshall really giving LeBron James trouble, really giving LeBron James trouble. And it was a wonderful thing to see. Herb was fighting through screens. You saw at one point LeBron really trying to shake him and couldn't get rid of Herb Jones at all. Multiple screens being set to try and force a switch, and Herb was fighting over them the entirety of the time, staying right on LeBron James. You saw him do that against Trey Young too, and Trey Young didn't know what to do. LeBron's good enough, but maybe a little bit older and doesn't have the same kind of step that he once had, could not shake Herb Jones. And it led to an empty possession for the Lakers. Same with Najee Marshall, really fighting to slow LeBron down. He was on pace for a massive game. 25 points in the first half. Just 14 in the second. 5 of 14 shooting. The defense that they played on him there swung the game. Combined with a spark from Trey Murphy, this team wasn't going to lose. You could see them. They were chipping away at the Lakers. Slowly but surely chipping away at that point and getting some stops. And when the Lakers realized they couldn't move the ball like they were because this team wasn't allowing that same type of dribble penetration, forcing kind of chaos and collapsing on the ball handler, and they didn't have that same kind of ball movement, they resort to isolation. And the Lakers just don't have guys that are good at that, right? Like the Lakers aren't a good team in the first place here. And they kind of panicked a little bit. So they resort to isolation and then just kind of forcing shots. And they missed, again, 39% shooting from the field in the second half. And at that point, you could really feel the momentum shift. 
being down very close at the end of the third, New Orleans was going to take this one, it felt like. And they had this. And again, it speaks to everything we just talked about in the first segment of today's show. This was a win that they were going just going to fight for, right? It shows the team chemistry, the culture that this team has, the trust that they have in one another and everything that Willie Green and David Griffin too, he deserves a ton of credit for this, as critical as I am of him. He's finally built that family atmosphere, that team chemistry that he's wanted on this roster. Took a little bit to get there, but it's better late than never. And you really saw it pay off in this win. The fact that they are so thrilled for Jose Alvarado getting his money, him getting minutes. And he had a couple of key moments in the second half where he was attacking, where he was trying to probe the defense, really wanting to get this victory. And in the first half, too, it was great. He scored four points in the first half on two of four shooting. It's all you needed from him, but he created for others, pushed that Lakers defense. Great night, great win, speaks to everything this team has been building and has built and peaking at the right time. You would have liked that Spurs game. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about the defense we saw in that one and with this Lakers team as well, but they're in a good spot right now. And that was a massive win, and you as a Pelicans fan should be very, very proud of what you saw out of that team. So coming up, let's look at that defense and kind of how worried are we about that going forward to end the season since those standings are tight right now. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans is a natural progression of fantasy sports and a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. This is the future of what an NBA fan looks like, and it's part trading cards, right? Unlike trading cards, these aren't still images on cardboard. They are officially licensed NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. And it's also like a stock market. Every day, millions of dollars worth of NFTs are traded back and forth between tens of thousands of NBA fans around the world. And it's also like fantasy sports in that every night you have the ability to capitalize in the market if you're able to predict the top performers. And there's a loyalty program for the NBA Top Shot too. They flew collectors out for the NBA draft for game five of the NBA finals just based on having a bunch of Suns moments, based on having a bunch of rookie moments. These guys got to play basketball with Obi Toppin and Tyrese Halliburton. Investors in NBA Top Shot include Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. And I hear people ask all the time, why would you buy a highlight when I can watch it on YouTube for free? But it's not just about watching a highlight. It's about having ownership, an ownership stake in what's akin to a stock market for the NBA's greatest highlights. And it's still early on in this and you can get in on the ground floor. So if you sign up for NBA Top Shot today, the best way to start is by getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull an NFT of a superstar like LeBron or Kevin Durant or star rookies like Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Herb Jones, and I have a Herb Jones moment, all for just $9. And if you didn't pull your favorite player from a starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. So NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan, own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at LockedOn.NBATopshot.com. That's LockedOn.NBATopshot.com. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by RockAuto.com. I love working on my cars. I find it really enjoyable. I feel really good in all the work that I do. But ordering parts can sometimes be tricky and expensive. I walk into a chain store 
they're going to sell me whatever it is that their warehouse happens to carry. I don't really know if it's going to fit my car and I'm stuck paying whatever price that they just want to charge me for it because I'm a captive audience in there. That's not the way to do this. You have access to computers with uh, rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your phone. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I ordered a new air, con uh, air conditioning condenser for my 76 Corvette. It was $250 cheaper over rockauto.com than a chain store. I don't even know how they do it, but they do. So I order all of my parts from rockauto.com and their prices are reliably low for every customer because it's a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And they have everything you could need. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rock auto.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free, free, five days a week and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about the show as the Pelicans get set for the play in tournament, hopefully, and leave a five-star review with a comment. It really does make a difference. So we're talking about the Pelicans 116-108 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, massive victory for the Pelicans. Cannot be overstated how important this was. Tiebreaker over the Lakers now. In the ninth seat in pole position to get a home plate in tournament game. And you can better believe that the Smoothie King Center is going to be rocking if that is the case. But you still got to get there. And the Pelicans defense has been rough the past couple of games. Against the San Antonio Spurs, it was rough. Against the Los Angeles Lakers, the first half at the very least, they really did struggle. Part of that was unsustainable. Yes, I agree. And you saw regression to the mean from the Los Angeles Lakers in this one. But you can't keep up giving wide open three-point looks like they did. And that's a big part of what happened to them. Just giving up easy looks to the San Antonio Spurs based off of that initial struggle to contain a guard. And then... Them basically just swinging the ball around till they get a wide open, good look somewhere on the court. And the Spurs were smart enough to really be able to hurt you like that. And that's why so many guys were able to contribute for them. That's why LeBron was wide open. He was wide open based on kickout passes at times in the first half. That's not, not a great way to win games, to be honest. You know, you've got to get some stops. So is this a concern? Is this something that might take New Orleans out of the play-in tournament? Because I don't think this defense is good. And I've been saying that even after the All-Star break, right? They went on that run. And I go, I, I think this is a bit of fool's gold that their defense is ranked this highly. Turns out it was. I don't think it's actually the biggest deal, though. Because you've seen they're capable of getting stops. And their offense can be so good, particularly with Brandon Ingram back with C.J. McCollum, feeding Jonas Valanciunas at times, that if you're able to do that, you're going to be able to win most games by getting stops here and there. You can't just be doing not getting stops every single time. But you get a few, you're going to win a lot of these games, partially because you're not playing any great teams going forward. This work against a team like the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, probably not. And if they were really trying to fight for a higher seed, I'd be concerned. But kind of this pack of the West fighting for the ninth and 10th seed are, are mediocre at best for the most part. And so this really isn't something that's going to be enough to like tank this team and take them out of the play in tournament race. So as much as we 
don't love the defense that we're seeing right now. The offense is capable of carrying them really far, and you need the defense just to show up here and there. Again, it doesn't need to be anything tremendous, and that's going to be good enough. And now, again, they're in pole position to really go out and get this play-in tournament home game, which is going to be so much fun. Maybe Zion returns, maybe not. We've talked about that in the past week, too. But this team's good enough to probably win the play-in tournament or at least be the 8th seed, maybe not the 7th seed, but they certainly get two victories. We're really going to get kind of a taste of how good this team could be with that set against the Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers, both in Los Angeles on Friday and Sunday of this coming week. If they can beat that Clipper team and they match up well with that Clipper team, and who knows if you're going to see you know, a guy like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard in the playing tournament games, well, that might be good enough to open the door for New Orleans. So still, the future looks bright. They're putting a lot of things here together, and there's, they're capable of playing good defense when it matters. Sign me up for that because this is going to be a team that opponents really don't want to play in that playing tournament. Might be able to shock some people. I doubt they get out of the first round. But just getting into the postseason at this point after a 1-12 start, a 3-16 start, is absolutely tremendous. Credit to this team, credit to David Griffin, credit to Willie Green too, and everything they've overcome and accomplished this year. Really punctuated by the biggest win they've had in such a long time when the stakes were at the absolute highest. Awesome win for New Orleans, awesome win over the Los Angeles Lakers, coming back from 23 points down. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Got to catch my breath after that one. So more to talk about this win and the rest of the season coming up here this week on Locked On Pelicans. Now for your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm there every Wednesday covering it all, too. It's going to be a lot of fun as we wind down the season. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.